Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Dr. Enrico Dolcecori, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Living a Full Life. Today, we're going to be talking about affordable nutrition. Nutrition can be expensive, and we have to understand what nutrition is first off before we start spending money on all this. And nutrition does get expensive once we are sick. Uh, That's where supplements and vitamins, and we start to seek help. Very rarely as a primary care physician, as a chiropractor in the community, do people come in saying, hey, I'm doing great. How can you keep me that way? I rarely ever get a patient walk through the front doors or call the office to ask for that. Or my medical doctor friends never get that. So it's a problem. It's we don't take care of our wellness and we don't seek it until we've got illness. So that's the perpetual loop that everyone gets stuck in is we start to look at nutrition and things. Once we are into a problem, we start getting elevated blood pressure. We start getting symptoms. We start getting pain, gut pain, headaches, whatever it may be. The symptoms start to awaken us and they tell us to seek help, which is the exact process of what pain is supposed to do. Uh, Pain is not a bad thing. Pain is a good thing. It's a sensor. It tells us something's wrong and it's up to us to listen to those sensors and try and figure out how to mitigate the symptoms. But not only that, find the root cause of the problem and resolve it. And a lot of these problems with inflammatory diseases, which encompass over 80% of all chronic diseases that we know, is that nutrition plays the fundamental rule on healing and restoring health. So let's get into this uh, and break down myths and barriers and obstacles that happen for people. Money and expenses play a a very real role, especially today, in making decisions about everything. Food, shelter, home, cars, everything that we need to be successful um, is playing a role right now. Everyone's mitigating expenses and trying to live within their means and food and nutrition is plays a big role about and even our healthcare plays a big role in this maybe we're skipping some of the visits because we don't want to pay the co-pays we don't want to pay the out-of-pocket whatever it may be but we really have to prioritize these things and life is a lot easier when uh, you have your health think about back in college what you used to eat without thinking twice you were in very little pain to no pain and ate whatever you wanted and uh, did it on a budget with very little money, and you still had a great time. You probably, for many of you, look back at that as some of the best years of your life. Why? Because you had great health, you felt pretty good, and you were able to do whatever you wanted. So once those things start to change, if you're in that season of life, as I am, uh, we start to understand that, hey, we got to really hone in on our health in order to uh, extend vitality and good health for as long as we possibly can during this the shortened runway that's happening here as our life gets older. So, so I understand what's going on. So when it comes to nutrition, let's talk about the best and most affordable way to get supplements and the nutrition that you need. If you have a well-rounded diet, you need very little supplements or, or vitamins or anything. Uh, So that is the answer. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the podcast. No, uh, that is the answer. If you have a well-rounded diet, you really won't need much from outside sources. You can listen to all the stuff in Apple today. It doesn't have the nutrition that it did 60 years ago because the soil has changed and GMO and Monsanto, they're going to kill us. 
You can listen to all that for sure. It's there. It's real. But it doesn't mean you have to stop eating apples. This is crazy. Like we need to eat our fruits and vegetables. So, so really the staple to the human diet is vegetables and protein. That That is what we need to sustain a healthy life. If we start to cut back on our vegetables and we start to cut back on our proteins, we're not giving the body what it needs to get through each and every day. The goal is to maintain as much lean muscle mass as we can on our body. And we do that through nutrition, believe it or not. Without proper nutrition, your body's just going to eat itself. So many of you are working out not eating enough protein. And what you're doing is breaking down protein during your workouts, breaking down your lean muscle mass, rebuilding it at night, and then breaking it down again tomorrow. And then it's this perpetual loop of trying to maintain your lean muscle mass. So then if you stop working out and still eat low protein, then you're eating yourself and not building it back up and we're losing muscle mass over time. So we have to understand the fundamental principles here. It's vegetables and protein. I don't know how much easier I can make this for everyone. It's vegetables and protein and you just won't eat your vegetables. <laughs> you, you scream at your kids and you're an adult and you won't eat your vegetables. So the fact of the matter is this, we have to start with a base of veggies. Okay, the green fibrous veggies is pretty much what your body needs. Fiber is what keeps things moving in the body, which is really important for waste and detoxification. And digestion. Fiber plays a huge role in digestion. We need 30 to 50 grams of fiber per day. We need to do this. You cannot get this in a powdered form and stir it in some water and drink it. That doesn't work. It's a high-dose shock of fiber to your body that you would never get eating anything. The form of putting food in your mouth, chewing it, swallowing it, digesting it, and breaking apart its particles for reabsorption is the process of digestion. And we bypass this stuff when we inject it right into the bloodstream or we swallow a large quantities of, you know, even protein powders or these things. It's a huge dose of protein that we get really quick in a liquid form. It's going through you really quick. And if you wonder if you, your stool changes or anything because of that, it's because your body didn't have enough time to digest it. So synthesized and processed foods are, are just not as good as whole foods. There's nothing out there. The perfect, the perfect food, the perfect protein, the per, it's bull crap. It's perfect in a lab on paper. But when it comes to uh, biology, it doesn't work that way. We truly need to go through that process of digestion. Just like with our immune system, we need to go through the process of being exposed to viruses and bacteria and creating the Th1, Th2 cascades in the body different podcasts for a different day, but you can't bypass these things and accept the same immunity um, to pathologies. It just, it's not the same. It's not as good. So this same thing with whole foods, it's not the same as supplementing your food with protein bars and protein powders, and it doesn't work. They can be there. It's called supplementation to help you get to the 100%. Okay. How do we keep this affordable and where do we start? Well, veggies, Veggies in themselves can add up. And the reason why they're expensive is because we don't eat them and we throw them away. So portioning and properly buying vegetables fresh each week that we don't end up throwing away is probably the most affordable way to eat because you'll be getting everything you need in the right dosage and uh, not wasting. The waste is what costs money. And I think that's where we feel bad is when we throw away a bunch of broccoli or we throw away the old celery or we throw away this stuff is where we... Um, where we cost a lot of money. Now, produce, 40% of all produce is thrown away just by the grocery stores. So 60% makes it to people's homes. Then 40% of the produce that's bought in people's homes is thrown away. 
the the numbers are crazy. The, 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 the statistics when you go through this stuff just boggles your mind. So um, that's the issue there. So prioritizing and properly buying what you need for your family. Uh, starting with the greens. And the greens are an array of everything. Cauliflower, green beans, broccoli, kale, spinach, le- leafy uh, vegetables like uh, lettuce and all the lettuces. Those are all great bases to our vegetables uh, for, for the day. We need to have that at every single meal. We need to add veggies to every single meal in order to get the fiber that we need. Make sense? So we start there. Vegetables. Five to six servings of vegetables per day. Servings. So you can have two servings. It's two fistfuls of broccoli put beside your chicken for lunch. And there you go. you got your two servings of veggies with your one to two servings of protein. It's a great lunch or a great dinner right there. Uh, That's fantastic. So that's getting you the source of what you need. We should be eating four meals a day. For most of us, four meals a day. We don't eat enough. Then when we do, we get super hungry and we drive through the drive-through. That's the problems there. So uh, vegetables, then protein. That's the next thing. Now, proteins can get expensive. Meat gets expensive. Fish gets expensive. Shrimps gets gets expensive. However, you need to prioritize your life and spend money to what is most important to you. And we're sick in this country because health is not a priority for most people. It, it's not their top value. They may say it is, but then you look at what they do and you're like, no, it's not. Um, oh yeah, health's really important. Got got a war, you know. But then go smoke cigars, or uh, you know, like it just it just doesn't make any sense. It, it honestly doesn't. Or they're drinking a soda. Obviously, health is not a priority uh, for this nation. And for those of you listening, it is because you're taking the time out of your life and putting out energy to listen to health podcasts about how to live a healthier life. So wherever you put your energy, you get back. So thanks for listening. But that's what you get out of that. So proteins, you know, choose the ones that are best. We want to start with turkey, chicken, fish, shrimp. I already said all that. That is probably the best protein sources you can get. Grass-fed beef is the best, in my opinion, protein source on the planet. It just has every amino acid chain that you possibly need. It's got minerals and it has actually little inflammatory effect at all because the cow is in a healthy position with grass fed uh, and not being fed a bunch of GMO and grain and and being overly fat. So what happens with uh, feeding the cows and getting them fatter than normal is that for weight and to sell the cattle, of course, but, but what ends up happening is the fat metab or marbles into the meat. So, and in fat, we store um, our fat stores toxins, even for us, all mammals. That's where a lot of toxins are stored so that they can be processed properly. If we process too much toxin too fast, it can be lethal. That's why things are called toxic. If it gets into the body too fast and too high of a quantity, it can shut down our liver and start, you know, and it could kill you. It could literally kill you. There's things that are poisonous. There's things that are toxic. So there's these small, these toxins are everywhere in small amounts. And what we do is our body starts to process them, store them into fat, release them at a later date, process them through the bloodstream and the liver, uh, store them and then process them just as a, a, a kind of wave just through the environment as we get exposed to, to toxins. You breathe in toxins sometimes. So your body has a way to work this out. Same thing with all mammals. So what ends up happening is they store these toxins in their in the, in the fat. That's what becomes inflammatory and even bad hormones in or too high of hormones in the in the cattle as well. Stressed cattle can also cause stressed meat. Make sense? That that's where that comes from. Where they say red meat's bad for you. So I think that's a great source. You can eat that once a day. I mean, that is, I don't know, 
there's no research showing you can't. Healthy, organic uh, beef is fantastic, but it gets expensive. So eating the chicken and the turkey, yeah, it's boring, whatever, but it's good food. You have to eat this stuff. That's the base of a good, nutritious diet. Then adding two, three, four servings of fruit per day with your meals. That's a great source of fructose and glucose that your body needs for energy. Uh, your brain only uses glucose for energy, so really important to be getting a good source of glucose. And you get that mainly from the foods that we eat and vegetables too. Carrots are great and peas are great and green beans are great. They have glucose in them as well. So but that's great sources of energy for us. The rest is the fillers. Make sense? So if you weigh 190 pounds, you should be eating 190 grams of protein per day. We're going to round that up to 200 so that the math is easy. 800 calories a day are going to come from your protein. You can match that with carbs. So another 800 calories per day should come from your carbs. The rest is going to be a little bit of fat that you can enjoy through your oils, olive oil, salad dressing, coconut oil, avocado, coconut flakes, seeds, nuts. These are the things you can add into your diet to just make it fun. There's great sources of minerals in that stuff as well. So good oils go a long way. That's where we get into omega-3 branch chain fatty acids. These are fantastic. These are what you need. This is what brings you up good cardiovascular health. This is what removes plaque in the body. This is what um, pretty much you want all your cells made out of uh, is those omega-3 and 6 fatty chains, mainly omega-3. Uh, so that might be something you want to supplement. So that's diet. So, Dr. D, what do we do for nutrition? What do, what do we have to add to that? Well, I started this podcast by saying that if you eat well, you really don't need much more. And that is the truth. And the only way to find out what you need is a true uh, vitamin panel, a deficiency panel to see what is needed to supplement to get into normal and healthy ranges. So that's really the only way to do it. So getting your vitamin D checked on your annual wellness is a great idea and making sure you're between that 50 and 70 range is, is a healthy place to be. So if you're lower than that, then of course, vitamin D is probably the number one thing to add to your diet. There is no debate out there. <laughs> For the first time in 16 years, I've been hearing people about debating about vitamin D. It's a hormone. It is... Yes, it's classified as a hormone in the body, but it, it it does so much synthesizing in the body for so many different things about calcium absorption into the bone, uh, digestive processes, hormone processes, uh, metabolic processes in the body. It's hands down. You have to be 50 to 70. Medical range is above 30. So they say under 30, now you have an issue. Now you're vitamin D deficient. But the literature actually shows under 50, you're deficient. So it, to be vital and healthy, you need to have a 50 to 70 uh, vitamin D level in your blood. So we start there. Vitamin D, and I, I love that one, cheap. Get the liquid form or the liquid pill and uh, 5,000 IUs per day for most adults. That is absolutely a great resource right there. Number two on the list, and we brought it up in the diet as well. Eating that much fish and trying to get that much omega-3 from our diet is difficult. We should be supplementing an omega-3 into our diet. So that's usually fish oil or flaxseed oil or whatever capsulated oil. If you're vegetarian, whatever it may be, that's what you need to get there. If you're using fish oil, make sure it's resourced from smallest fish possible. Krill oil is probably the best just to minimize the amount of toxin exposure that we just talked about in this podcast. Make sense? Those are the two. That is it. That is it. Because people are like, well, what happens if we're B12 or if I don't eat enough red meat or my B12 is low? 
Well, then eat more. It's cheaper. It's honestly cheaper over time. Otherwise, you're going to be on vitamin B12 forever. Now, if you are a vegetarian, you don't eat meat, then yes, now you got to add B12. But that's, again, looking at your blood work, seeing that you're B12 deficient, and not waiting for B12 deficiency symptoms to come up. Prevention is the best health advice I can give. It's the best cure to any disease. It's not a cure because if you prevent it, you'll never get the disease. That's the amazing process of prevention is we try our best to prevent these things. And if you truly respect your health, you would reflect on this almost on a daily or a weekly basis and just score yourself each week and say, how well did I do on a scale of one to 10? And you're always striving to go for 10. Now, this isn't the fitness you know, diet industry of like, how well did I do with my carb and ketos? This isn't, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the base diet that we just talked about. Did I get my five, six servings of vegetables per day? Did I get my two or three fruits per day? Did I get my 190 grams of protein per day? You're winning. You're winning. And this is why when you do it this way, you'll see, wow, I ate, you know, uh, 1,600 calories of what I needed today. That's amazing. Plus a little bit of fat. So I ate 10 grams of fat. That's another 100 calories, 1,700 calories. Now I'm going to eat, um, you know, I'm going to pick up on, on a piece of toast and uh, peanut butter, or I'm going to eat some nuts or pistachios, or I'm going to eat something like that. And you'll be amazed when you keep track of this, making those small little snacks that you put in there, which is great, maybe apple and peanut butter. You add two, three, four, 500 calories, depending if it's more fatty towards the nuts you're going to add 400 calories very quickly with two handfuls of nuts, mixed nuts. It's amazing because fat has a high caloric density to it. So then right there, boom, you're at 2,200 calories. You're at that sustainable level per day. Uh, if you get, grab an ice cream bar, those things can be 400, 500 calories, right? Because they're mainly fat, fat and sugar, not the best source to have. That's why dessert all around the world is served to you right after your main course. Uh, that's pretty much a standard thing because of digestion. People find out over, over centuries that the best digestive ways to eat this type of stuff, whether it's ice cream or big loads of, you know, sweet fruit like pineapple or mango, whatever it is, is right after a full belly of protein because it, it makes the insulin not spike as high. So a great ways to eat as well, but we're talking about nutrition and making it affordable. That's the way to do it. There is no late night snacking. Because once your body starts to rest and digest for the day, as you shut things down and your mind shuts down from work and the kids start going to sleep and the house becomes quieter and your space becomes quieter, your sympathetic drive turns into a parasympathetic. And at that time, your rest and digest isn't, you know, you're moving into this resting and healing phase. Once you start to throw in, and guess what we snack on? Who's grabbing cauliflower uh, at night and snacking on that at nine at night? No one. What are you grabbing? salty, crunchy, sweet stuff. That's typically what we do. And that's perpetual. the perpetual American problem is the late night snacking on snacks. There's the only place in the world that has snacks. Nowhere in the world do they even have that term, snacks. All my Spanish people, is there a word for snacks? I don't even think you have a, wor a Latin word for snacks. It's an English thing. So there is no snacks section in anywhere else so get a freaking passport and uh take a summer and go somewhere people uh but anyways that's the, that's the whole thing about food uh we 
you, expenses are out of control. That's where this podcast came from. I'm, I'm listening. I take care of a lot of patients and I hear it. I mean, we got to pick and choose what we choose. But our village and our community always chooses health. So they're always asking these types of questions. You know, how do I make it affordable? It's like kind of limit, limit down all these extra things you're taking, the uh, glucosamine, the collagens, the, this stuff can all add up. You have to you have to weigh them and say, okay, is collagen something I need to take every day? Can I cut back on this? Can I make the one month supply last two months? There we go. I cut my collagen expenses in half, right? Can I do it every other day? Because you got to look at what collagen is doing for you. Are you doing this to restore gut health because you had diverticulitis or SIBO or small intestinal overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth? Whatever it is that's happening, or if you're trying to cure it, then I would say do it. But if you're doing it because you want your hair and your skin to look nice, then maybe you should cut back to every other day. You know what I'm saying? It's about you know what's what, what's more important. So all those things are important. It just we have to prioritize them. What's number one in your health? What's number two in your health? What's number three in your health? What's number four? And then we, and then you move down the list. And it, when you do this correctly, you'll see appearance stuff ends up going down the list a little bit, and vitality stuff ends up going to the top. It's a great exercise to do. Uh, I hope that helps. Start with those things. If you have any other supplementation questions, please ask. We'd love to answer any of those questions you have. We are evidence-based, so we always use blood work. I mean, whenever we want to help somebody truly get to the root cause of issues, you need to look at the right testing that your primary care physicians don't even look at. I mean, they don't even take the time to, to run those tests because they're looking for pathology. So for someone to be vitamin B deficient pathologically is very rare. They don't run the tests or vitamin C or zinc or selenium or any trace minerals to be low are rare for people. And if they are, the outcome of pathology is not life-threatening. So in the medical field, they don't run those tests. I can't blame them. It would cost a fortune to run full panels on everyone every single time. So you have to advocate for this stuff and try and get it or find the right providers who will. And sometimes the extra stuff is just out of pocket. You got to do it. So that's just the way it is. This is the way the system is. Why don't they pay for it? Because health is your responsibility, not the government's. Uh, the, the government has co completely shown you what they care about your health, giving health permits or, sorry, food permits to drive-throughs all around the country. Drive-throughs, frying machines, trans fat oils are still legal in the United States. Um, you can see where your government actually truly cares about you. So, don't put your health in their hands. You have to take your health into your own hands. Have a great week. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.